The Calgary Flames won big on Saturday night, but there were certainly some head-scratching moments that we have to talk about here on today's episode of Locked on Flames. Your Locked on Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and we are so excited to be here to talk about the seven-game stretch against the Eastern Conference teams, the big overtime win against the New York Rangers on Saturday night, and, of course, the final, I guess, game in the seven-game stretch against the Philadelphia Flyers happening later today. But first, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. And, of course, this is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. We're going to talk all about, you know, (laughs) the only two regulation goals from the Flames, how goaltending really stepped up, and more today. And I, I am so proud of the Flames for winning this game. You know, it was certainly an entertaining one. It wasn't as uh, physical and, you know, offensively driven like the game against New York uh, just 12 days before was. But it was still a really great game. And I think that the Flames played well. You know, you start off on Giovanni scoring 38 seconds into the game. And then eight seconds later, you have Kadri scoring. And I swear, I was sitting there like tweeting about Mangiapane and then by the by the time I hit send Kadri had scored so I was like oh my god I gotta do this again maybe someone else will score right but then there was nothing right there was no no more goals in regulation for the flames and I kept waiting and waiting and waiting for someone to score you know they they had outshot the uh Rangers 32 to 20. So you're kind of, again, dealing with the volume, the quantity versus quality shots. And are those shots that you're registering really any, any good? And there were a few minutes down in down low in front of the, uh, front of the crease or in the crease really, where I thought that the flames were going to have a three, nothing lead in the first period because I thought that they played well, but the offense didn't show up again until the, uh, till overtime. And, you know, they won overtime on a power play. Had it been even strength, would the flames have won? I don't know. That's a whole nother thing to dissect here, but going basically 59 minutes uh, without a goal is concerning. I'm not trying to discredit Mangiapane or Kadri's efforts because that that is the exact opposite of what I'm trying to do here. I think that they played well. I think that they, you know, getting that early lead and securing a two-goal lead is great, especially early on. But you needed that third insurance goal. You know, they say the 2-1 lead is the most dangerous lead in hockey for a reason. And we saw that, you know. We saw Tarasenko score, and you're like, okay, there we go. There's the 2-1 lead. And then, of course, you have uh, Lafreniere tying it up in a little bit past the uh, 
halfway mark of the third period. And there just, there wasn't anything to cushion that, you know, okay, we only have this much time left in regulation. How can we secure this win? How do we secure the, the two points that we need right off the bat? Number one, the Rangers were coming in on the second half of a back-to-back against the Edmonton Oilers that went to a shootout, okay? The first thing here is that you're playing a team from the East Coast wrapping up their road trip on the second half of a back-to-back, right? Right there. That that should be all you need to know and being like two points secured. But no, this is the second time that the Flames have kind of, have struggled. <laughs> they looked like they're on the second half of a back-to-back uh, when they're playing these opponents like Detroit and then, of course, the Rangers. And I really expected more through the 60 minutes. I I am very grateful for the outcome, of course. And, of course, uh, there was a ton of patience from Huberto to Foley uh Anderson and who else was out there on the power uh, Backland obviously Backland he scored <laughs> and there was a lot of patience there right and it took you know and they were they kept passing the puck passing the puck watching trying trying to they didn't shoot it was just boom 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 and I just kept waiting I was like you have a man advantage there are f- four of you and three of them someone needs to shoot and it finally happened. But one of the bigger thing, it's not it's really not a big thing. It happens, okay? This happens, and I think people uh, you know, who don't have Kadri on their team are kind of like, oh, here we go, flashes of old Kadri. Um, what a you know, selfish player. Game's tied up and he's he's throwing a fit. But he ended up getting, he tried to argue a penalty in the third period, and I guess the refs kind of told him like you know, gave him a warning, like, hey, don't do this. Like, you need to watch your mouth and watch your step or things are going to, you're out. And he ended up getting tossed um, because he was talking, he was getting loud with a ref, getting loud with a linesman. And he's he, he said a few choice words and, you know, I get it. Um, but right there, you're down one of your top scorers and you're already down Lindholm, who uh welcomed his first baby boy yesterday with his partner Annika welcome to the sea of red uh Levi Lindholm what a gorgeous name what a sweet 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 family but in all seriousness here Markstrom looked great too like you we can pick apart the offense all we want and tear that apart but Markstrom held strong too he was able to stop uh 18 of 20 shots I believe and he he had some fan, fantastic saves where I was like, are, this is the same Markstrom that we were just talking about shutting down for the season. And that's what's so frustrating about watching Flames hockey. You're just like, how is this the same player that I was like, eh, whatever, shut him down. It's no big deal. Two days ago, two days before. And then he shows up and he looks like, Vesna finalist Jacob Markstrom. It is just the perfect definition of Flames hockey. That is the true experience of Flames hockey. And I, you know, I'm looking forward to hopefully experiencing more of the, the positive 
sides of Flames hockey now. And we're going to talk more about this seven-game uh, stretch wrapping up here against Eastern Conference teams. But before we do that, I do want to take a quick minute to tell you about our next partner, uh, AG1, which is a product that I use every day. It's just one simple scoop in a cup of water, and you are equipped with your just your, your immune fighting nonsense that you just need to stay healthy through the winter. You have your adaptogens. You have your probiotics to fix your gut. You are working on just being healthy. It helps with brain focus, energy, aging, well, anti-aging. <laughs> and of course, you're getting so much good health benefits from just one single scoop in a um, in, in a cup of water. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health with and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition. It's one scoop of one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network today to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I appreciate you all for hanging out here with me today on Locked on Flames. It is an absolute pleasure. And make sure that you are following me on Twitter at JessBelmostow. It, it is currently Monday when you're listening to this. I mean, it might be Monday. I'm recording on Sunday. So, you know, right now, the Flames um, had a day off. They have an early game today at, I believe it's, 2 p.m. Yes, 2 p.m. Mountain Time against the Flyers. And we're going to talk more about the Flyers next, but uh, this is wrapping up their seven-game stretch against the uh, Eastern Conference teams. And right now, they have six out of 12 possible points. That's a 50%. That is not ideal. Uh, I mean, realistically, you would like for them to have 12. 12 out of 12, right? Um, I would really like to see eight you know, seven, eight points. I feel like six sitting at 50% is just not satisfactory, uh, especially when you played teams like Ottawa and Detroit, and then you beat teams like Buffalo, who's making a serious and legitimate push for the playoffs, and then the Rangers. So it just, it feels a little skewed here, right? And you could possibly make this 8 out of 14 points a little bit better than 50% against the Flyers. And uh, please do not embarrass yourselves against the Flyers. <laughs> this is just one of those situations that I feel like could go incredibly well or absolutely off the rails for the Flames. You know, Carter Hart has been... Um, <laughs> finding himself again and finding his rhythm and you know they're not highly ranked and we're going to talk more about this next but like you have to win this game right now the flames are out of a wild card spot they are uh behind edmonton and minnesota and looking at this right now i'm looking at the game against ottawa that they absolutely should have been able to win 
And they should have been able to win at least one of the games, if not both, against Detroit. Like, I'm looking at the schedule in front of me, and it's so frustrating. And you have, you know, the, again, the Flyers are coming to town or are already in town. They're also on their Western Canadian road trip. They just got slammed by the Canucks, 6-2. to two. And I feel like the Flames... The Flames just can go out and win these games against bad teams. And if this was last year, I would say the Flames, like, <laughs> the Flames should, ab like, this, this would be the Flyers' Stanley Cup championship because it's just so, it, but it's not this year. It's not. It's not. Any team coming, any bad team coming to the Flames last year, that was their playoff. That was their Stanley Cup. This year, you're just, it's a game. It is a game. And it, it felt great to be able to say, oh, this is Buffalo's Stanley Cup. Oh, this is Ottawa's Stanley Cup. Oh, this is San Jose's Stanley Cup when they, I'm pretty sure they swapped us last season. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you need to have that confidence again. And it felt so good to have that confidence. But this team is not ever going to turn a corner. There's not going to be a definitive moment in this season where they turn a corner and say, we are a legitimate contender. Because I feel like they would have absolutely pulled it together by now. And then, of course, you have the whole Huberto, Alan Walsh, Daryl Sutter, and Dev Vladar Twitter saga and not creating noise in the locker room. And Dan... Dan Vladar gets on Twitter uh, after Daryl Sutter said and kind of like talks to uh, basically ratios Eric Francis right after Daryl Sutter says we don't let social media affect this room the social me social media never affects the room and to me that's sending a message that's absolutely sending a message because Dan Vladar is not someone like a Brad Marchand who's on Twitter. Um, you know, I think Vladar is someone that someone probably sent him that tweet or he found it and he said, coach said one thing, I'm going to do another. Or I could be reading entirely too much into it. But regardless, I think that uh, with the athletics analysis of 32 NHL team schedules and, and figuring out, you know, who has the toughest uh, going into the second half of the season – and who has like the easiest who's coasting the flames have flames are coasting according to this and they should probably start playing like they're coasting through the second half of the season because uh, get these points you know you need these points i don't know how many times i can say it yes points matter you know at the end of the day like a point is a point but you can't be dropping any more points you you have truly maxed out your limit for dropping points against mediocre teams. So that's, you know, if people get upset because the Flames are losing to a mediocre or worse team, they have every right to be because we know that they can perform at a higher level. And it is just irritating 
beyond irritating to sit here and have to like explain that to people because for some of us it's not just like a game it's how we pay our bills and it's okay to analyze and criticize your team or any team you cover and that's coming from someone who has covered this team for four seasons three and a half and the Bruins for uh, just about the same if not longer. So, you know, it's just this team needs to start playing like a cohesive unit. I want to see more of what we saw, maybe not penalties-wise, but I want to see more of that electric energy excitement against everyone on your schedule. We'll dissect, you know, the the month of March. Uh, you know, the last day of February... They, they, the Bruins are coming to town and they're the number one team in the league. I, I'm happy either way with this outcome because it's two more points for the Bruins or it's two more points for the Flames who beat the number one team in the league. So, again, like you, you really need to take advantage of every point you can get. And Philly, Philly right here is an easy two points. And we're going to talk more about Philly coming up next. But I do want to tell you about our good friends at FanDuel. I ended up placing a bet uh, with the no sweat first bet. And uh, it was the Rangers were going to score uh, more than two and a half goals. So like three goals. And I, I was like, this is it. Like, you know what, Calgary, I had Calgary um, scoring first. And then with uh, the no sweat first bet, you could place this, like however many bets as you wanted with your first deposit. And um, one of my bets didn't hit. So I ended up getting extra money back. Like I think it was like a hundred bonus bucks, but uh, that is, that is what I'm here to tell you about today. Uh, with the no sweat first bet, you can get up to $1,000 in bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. I actually really liked it because you had to like authenticate that it's you and like it logs you out if you, you know, you don't, you're not on it for a certain amount of time. It's safe and you're not, it's not risky, you know? Well, I guess it is risky because you're placing bets, but your money's secure. It's, it's there. <laughs> and you can head on over today to uh, fanduel.com slash locked on to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when you go to fanduel.com. Again, that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with fanduel.com, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. And thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me today. On Lockdown Flames, as always, uh, remember to leave a nice comment in the YouTube section or um, you can leave a nice little review on um, iTunes. I, you know, I am very, I'm someone who is very impressed with how bad the Flyers are. You know, they went on a little bit of a tear and then... I think start the season, uh, not too long into it. And then they went back to their Flyers ways, you know? Flyers fans, they're still upset that Gaudreau didn't sign with them. Instead, they got Tony D'Angelo, another South Jersey guy. And then the Devils are mad because they didn't get Johnny Gaudreau and blah, blah, blah. Whatever. 
If you sign Johnny Gaudreau, you're probably not getting Timo Meyer, which I still don't think is happening. But anyways, Flyers just got crushed 6-2 to two in Vancouver on Friday? Saturday? Uh, and their current record is 22-25-10. They are ranked 25th in the league. And again, I feel like this is this is an easy game for the Flames to win. But it's probably like a very flames way to lose as well. Um, right now, I, Carter Hart, we mentioned earlier, um, actually, I guess last week, uh, we talked about how he has been kind of finding his rhythm again. Um, and right now, he has started 41 games and is uh, he has a 9 10 save percentage. And <laughs> I was looking at this and I was like, what is it like to have a starting goaltender with a 900 save percentage? But in all seriousness, you know, that, that is pretty good. Uh, he's had one shutout so far this season and he's played about 2,400 minutes, which is, again, very impressive. So he is, but wins and losses are not like a great goalie stat because it's not something you can like actually uh, attribute to the goaltender. But, uh, you know, save percentage, 9-10, and then the goals against average is a 2-8. So about a 2-9, really. But I, um, I I see this as hopefully a team that the Flames can get through. But the biggest problem here is going to be keeping that offense, like, going. We can't have a repeat in terms of okay, you score too early and then you just fall flat because none of your shots are landing or you're getting goalied. This is going to be, you know, a situation maybe where you have to play a little bit more dynamic hockey. That dump and chase against the Rangers was exhausting to watch. I'm getting tired of watching dump and chase hockey because, like, watching them have to go retrieve the puck is exhausting. But it's a great way to wear your opponents out. And I, I'm looking at the stats page right now and Travis Konechny uh leads the team in goals with 26 and then Kevin Hayes has 17 he's the next guy and I do think that this is a team <laughs> that the Flames are very capable of beating I don't know if Markstrom's starting yet or if uh it'll be Vladar because I mean it's where it's an early game, they're not going to have a morning skate in practice today. Uh, Lindholm was back. So, I, you know, I would assume that we're going to see our normal lines, but there nothing about this team is particularly, like, outstanding to me. I think it's great to see Kevin Hayes kind of having the season he's having, especially after battling with injuries and the sudden loss of his brother and you know he was an all-star this year and that's absolutely fantastic I want to see this team you know obviously get any shot you can take but if you have the opportunity to set up a quality shot then take it just take take a quality shot it's not going to kill you um you know it's, it's not like that final tequila shot of the night that you know you shouldn't have taken while been there um or I mean hopefully we all haven't been there I wouldn't know the thing about first thing about tequila. But no, in all seriousness, you know, you're going up against one of, you know, a lottery team, essentially. And you should be able to 
win two games in a row for the first time since December uh, against this team. I think that it is a great way to wrap up this Eastern Conference stretch. I think it's a very smart way to just kind of move on to this next chapter, this next week of the season. After the Flyers come to town, they're off Wednesday, or sorry, they're off Tuesday, and then they have back-to-backs against Arizona and Vegas, and then they are playing Colorado. So they have three games in four days, and that's that's a lot. That is absolutely a lot. And then they're off until the 28th uh, when the Bruins come to town. And I think that's going to be, you know, another one of those statement games where um, if they win, it's it's going to be a big game because you just, you're, <laughs> sometimes I don't know if the Slams team could be like hockey Twitter in a game sometimes just the way they're out there playing. But uh, thank you all for hanging out with me today on this marvelous Monday. I hope you enjoy. Nick and I will be doing Wednesday, Thursday episodes this week as he is traveling. So thank you all for sticking around and um, make sure you're following us on Twitter at just Belmosto, LO underscore flames pod and Nick Zararis. Um, on YouTube, you can subscribe for free, like the video, leave a comment. I know that you have like internal dialogue going when you're listening to this because that's how I am. When I listen to a podcast, sometimes I'm like, I know you didn't just say that out loud. I know that's not your like legitimate take. Let's have a conversation in the comment section on YouTube. And of course, uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And then I will see you on Tuesday because I think I think we might have to do like a little Toronto Tuesday or something, depending depending on what the trade deadline looks like. Because we have we have a lot to talk about. Is Patrick Kane on the move? Ryan O'Reilly and Noel Achari are Toronto Maple Leafs. Where's Timo Meyer going? Right now, I'm going to to edit this. See you on the internet.